Hi, my name is Joe Jackson. I'm an interviewer, author, journalist and broadcaster. And between the years 2015 and 2018, RT Radio 1, a radio station in Ireland, broadcast my series The Joe Jackson Tapes Revisited, in which I took a revisionist tilt on 30 years of interviewing roughly 1,400 celebrities. One of those shows focused on my 2001 Sunday Independent newspaper interview with Jimmy Savile. However, RT decided not to broadcast that particular program. That's why a month or so ago, when I began doing the Joe Jackson Interviews podcast, I included an edited version of The Savile Show. I called it Attempting to Unmask a Monster. And much to my surprise, it's turned out to be my most, well, I won't say popular, but I will say it's my most downloaded and listened to podcast. Either way, in the introduction to the radio show, which I included in the podcast, I said something that also applies to this podcast. I suggested that what we learned about Savile after his death should not be allowed to soil our own childhood or adolescent memories that may include the man, and that if this were to happen, it probably would make Savile smile. That certainly is how I feel in relation to my recollections as an Elvis fan, which are incidentally the subject of a podcast I made called Memories of an Elvis Fan, but which do not include any references to Savile. Even so, as I suggested to Savile at the start of our interview, in a clip you're about to hear, which I cut from the previous podcast, I first became aware of the man as a DJ when I was 12 and saw in Elvis Monthly a picture of him with the king on the set of the movie Roustabout. So, perhaps predictably, when I met Savile, I kicked off by asking him, about his memories of Elvis. By the way, the Snowman's Club we talk about was an honorary club put together by Presley's manager, Colonel Tom Parker, who, Savile says, tellingly made him its governor. Its goal was to blur the line between truth and lies, or in other words, to con people, as I said to Savile. Given that I also said in my previous Savile podcast that his claim to me, namely, I am a professional answerer, I now take to mean I'm a professional liar. I can see why Conman Parker would make Savile the governor of that club, if he did. But there's an even more telling line in this podcast, and it's one I stupidly never used in the original article, maybe because I didn't realise how true it was. Savile, at one point, quite casually, and as an aside, says that Colonel Tom Parker and Elvis didn't know Quote, I could be as diabolical as I was with a straight face. If you want to read the full article, check my website, joejacksoninterviewer.com. Well, it's nice to meet you. Oh, it's good to be here. Uh, it's good to be here. Morning. Uh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> uh, kind of ties in with one of my first questions. It's a kind of, it's a kind of lifetime. You, 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 you tell me whatever you want. Okay. <coughs> the, jacket, the jacket impresses me as much as the the one you more we meet in Elvis with all the roustabout things on. Oh yes, yes, yes. That's that's, that's how much I remember. That, there you are. You okay, see. I yeah, saw yeah. the picture in Elvis Monthly, and he was pulling your hair. That's wasn't right. He? That's right. And all the pictures inside. <laughs> okay. They just found those pictures in Graceland, funny enough. Oh, do they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just found them in Graceland, and uh, they found them on the computer. All right. And apparently, there's a, uh, a picture of uh, one of the pictures of myself and Elvis just inside the front door of Graceland. Really? On the wall, yeah. Oh, right, okay. I didn't know that, yeah. I didn't know that either. Yeah, but a, a super guy. So tell me, which was, looking back over the 40 years now, yeah. which is more important, meeting Elvis or the Pope? 
50-50. Was it? Yeah, because they're both legendary in their own rights and they both stood for good things. Elvis stood for good songs mm-hmm. and all that business about him being a drug addict, forget it, because he wasn't at all. But in America, you can't die simply. Right. You have to, you have to die complicatedly in the States. That's where they make books and, and storage from. But El was, uh, he had a liver condition, which funnily enough, a friend of mine had identical condition over in England at the same time, and they both died in the same month. Right, okay. And, and it's called a flare-up thing, where you, uh, your, your liver malperforms, and you take some pills, and it dies down, then it flares up again. And one day, it flares up, you take the pills, and it just keeps on flaring up, and you die. Right, okay. flare up. So, so you don't buy the stories of the, no, all the drugs in his body and all that? You think they were all from the medicinal purposes? I knew the guy, yeah. So he never looked stoned when you talked no, to him? No, never at all. Or never on speed all. or anything? Never at all, never at all. Right. He it, it was, it was a truck driver. He was, uh, all he wanted to do was sunbathe, uh, do a bit of karate, uh, uh, team around with his, with his pals. He wasn't even a drinker. That's true. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, but of course, as in the States, you can't die simply. Right, so how many times did you meet him? Was it just on that set of Roustabout? Or no, or there was three. Right. I was on Fever's film with him. Right. Uh, Wild in the country, Roustabout, Viva Las Vegas. Oh, right, okay. Yeah. I just used to go and chill out there. Right. Uh, because it was great fun. And I got incredibly well with Colonel Parker. And uh, for me, it was fascinating to sit in the Colonel's office right. and listening to him do these amazing, amazing, amazing deals. Okay. Uh, like, like one clever clogs guy rang up and wanted to take the Colonel out to lunch and, uh, and then rang back and said, what would the Colonel like for lunch? And he said, uh, I'll have a steak and some marinated elephant's foot, you see. <laughs> and so they, they phoned back about, about 20 minutes later. And this deal was for a million dollars, which at the time was a lot of money. Right, right. right. And uh, they, they rang back about 20 minutes later and said, the, the steak's okay, but they're having difficulty with the marinated elephant's foot. And he said, okay, the deal's off, and he put the phone down. All right. And I said to his right-hand man, a fellow called Tom Diskin, right. I said, uh, uh, will they come back? And oh, this is it. Once the colonel's put the phone down, that's it. Right, okay. I said, surely you're not going to lose a million dollars over some marinated elephant's foot. <laughs> <laughs> It'll come back. It'll but he had back. a snowman's club, didn't he? Yeah. Well, he was a great bluffer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, 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 it's called the League of American Snowmen. I have a badge. <laughs> have a badge, uh, it needs uh, a oh, little badge on the all right, ribbon. All right. Anybody who could do a snow job. Yeah. And the girl reckon I was the governor. <laughs> oh, Which is a governor. con job for people who don't understand. Of we course. could pull the wool over people's eyes. Oh, well, it's a snow, you can't tell what's the real and what's right, the right, right. snowfall. Right, you can't right. tell when's the But you can assure us that Elvis did exist. Elvis wasn't a figment of Parker's imagination. Uh, Elvis he, he was exist. real. Uh, there were two totally independent people. Elvis right. was entirely independent from the colonel. They could go six, seven, eight months and not even yeah, meet each yeah, other. Yeah, and, yeah. and the, the uh, colonel was a totally independent person. They were both uh, immense characters. Uh, and f- for me, it was a, it was such a, an honour as well as a pleasure to have been declared in at that team. All right, okay. And then I heard you even on Luxembourg the night he died and you said it would be a night oh. that will go down in history. Oh. And 25 yes, years yeah. later, it obviously has. Well, nobody expects anybody to die. Right. And you had like no that. inkling of it, you not hadn't heard of it. Right. But as I said, my pal died of exactly same the same condition in the Royal Free Hospital in London. All right. okay. And it was exactly the same condition, right. exactly the same medication, and, and that was it. Okay. And all that business of where your two pictures of Elvis puffed up, yeah. right? Yeah. That was yeah. to do with the condition, it was nothing to do with right. fat. Because right. you couldn't gain that much weight and lose it in a week. Which he was doing. No, yeah, in, yeah, in, yeah. A whole, in a week. Right, right. And, and of course, uh, with that particular condition, they could take off litres of fluid. From your body 
right. and uh, how you manufacture it, nobody actually knows. But but one minute it can look like a frog, and next yeah. minute the fluid's left you and it's gone down. Right. Uh, right. So right. it's got nothing to do with with designer drugs at all. But was it just was it depressing? You say you rarely cry. Would you have cried when Presley died? Uh, strangely enough, no, because right. it was too far away. It was too much of a shock, and it was too long distance. Okay. Uh, it was you know eight thousand miles away, and. Uh, it was so unbelievable that somebody like that had been taken from you that you had to work that out first before right. you got to the got feeling. upset. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, now, of course, when I look at pictures of him and me and things like that, I think, what a waste. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the poor yeah. Man. yeah. It could have brought so much pleasure. It was, it was such a kindly person. Sure. Oh, he was a kindly person. He was a very spiritual person, though, too, wasn't he? A kindly, kindly person. And, uh, 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 and as such, he actually wasn't part of the cut and thrust world All that right. he was in, All right. because it was a real cut and thrust world, you know. And and he wasn't really part of that. He was, he was, he was a guy, which is why he was on the shy side, because he he, he never felt equal to uh, uh, to take up swords with that type of, of right. person, because right, 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 he right. wasn't into that that game. All right. Either. All right. He was kind of seminal even at the start of your career, wasn't he? Was there is there a memory of you playing Jailhouse Rock in a local dance club and realizing how it affected the kids and well, all that? Well, no, not not really. All no, right. what, no right. what happened was that first of all, uh, Elvis was a legendary figure because he was like every guy wanted to be. Yeah, he was a tall kid. He had the the, the long, lovely. This black was circa hair. '58 in the Jailhouse right, Rock period, and he had the smouldering looks. And yeah, girls were going weak at the knees for him. Yeah. Well, every guy wanted to be like. Did you? Eh? Did you? No, no I, I had my own way going on. I had long hair. I had. Uh, uh, it was it was uh, this colour, it was wrong colour. Uh, I was my own person, All which right. is why I got on well with them All right. when I got there. Right. Because okay. it, it took them something to get onto my bandwagon as much as it was I was right. on their right. bandwagon. Right. Okay. I knew their bandwagon, yeah, yeah, but they yeah. didn't know mine. Right. And suddenly, I mean, for instance, the very first time uh, that I see the L, um, now I realise that a lot of people say silly things when they meet famous people for the first time. Then they wish they hadn't said it. Yeah. Right. So. I jump out of the Colonel's car on the set of uh, Roustabout, and and there's the man. You see, it's the Colonel says uh, this uh, this guy from England, Jimmy Seville, and so Elvis sticks his hand out, shook his hand, and I said, "Hang on," I said, "An amazing girl down there, amazing." So I'll be back in a minute, <laughs> and I run down to where there's some extras looking for this girl in a red dress and I swear to you there wasn't such a thing in the first place right and right. nobody had ever shook hands with Elvis and, and put it off to try and, <laughs> try and pull a bird right so I am walking back and he said well, where is she I said can't see her so I went like this and two guys up in and he says the old girl in the red dress somewhere down there bring her back Fine. and these poor sons went off on this wild goose chase looking for but what that did that established me alright as different as, 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 as different and and he was a birder. I yeah, was a birder. Right. right. Uh, and, and Did you ever get the girl with the red dress? She wasn't there in the first place. But you got one. You must have got one somewhere. Oh, plenty, plenty, plenty. Yeah. yeah. It was things like that. All right. Where I knew all about them. But all they right. didn't know about me. But yeah. they didn't realise that I could be as diabolical as I was with a straight face. Okay. You see? And the all colonel, right. he sussed it out a bit lively. All right. And he said, you'll stay with me. And, and he was a great practical joker, and we, we, we played some enormous tricks on people. Uh, uh, big heavyweights, yeah. Hollywood people, I mean, he, the Colonel, he didn't give a damn about Right, right, who and, they were. And I was a great foil for him. Right. Um, we went to see his wife, who was, who was not well, 
and she was in a private room in a private hospital. And uh, and he said to her, he says, uh, get out of bed and go sit in the toilet. And she said, oh, oh, cool. And he says, I want Jimmy to get into bed and I'm going to ring for the nurse. You see, I'm not getting out of bed, I'm Paula. <laughs> All right. See? And he got the ump because she wouldn't play with the game. <laughs> All right, sit in okay. the toilet. He wanted to put me in the bed. So I said to him, hang on, he says, I've got a better one. And left her there and I laid on the floor with my head going halfway through the little vestibule and the door, you see. And I yeah. said, ring for the nurse, ask her for a glass of water. So I said, go on, right, right. And this nurse came in and never batted an eyelid. There's a body on the floor. Like that. And she sort of stepped over. Yes, Colonel. Can I have a glass of water? Certainly, Colonel. Come the Colonel. Went out. Never muffed. Never All right. Marvellous. <laughs> but anyway, was Elvis one of the first four? They're the records you were playing in 58, yes. you, at the peak of the rock and roll yes. thing. That's when you got started into being a DJ. Uh, no. Or, uh, I got started into being a DJ because I was... And there, let's leave Jimmy Savile. The rest of that story is in the podcast. The Joe Jackson interviews Jimmy Savile attempting to unmask a monster. And the article, as I said, is on my website, joejacksoninterviewer.com. Thank you for listening.